friends, welcome back to the Film Alchemist podcast, the show where we take the movies we love, break them apart, to find out what gives them their magic. I am your host, Josh Griffey, joined as always by my friend, co-host, and guy who makes your sister wash your hands, <laughs> Alex Dandino. All right, before today's just amazing episode, a little business, we are on Patreon, that's right, patreon.com slash Pod. Guys, it's the absolute greatest way to help support the show, help us grow the show, help this thing keep moving forward. You also get a bunch of awesome stuff. We have a huge Patreon-exclusive library that you have a voice in uh, filling with the movies that you specifically want. If you were with us last month for Damn Dirty April, some of the Planet of the Apes movies were over on Patreon. You can get those as well. We got commentaries. We got miniseries. You can even have us record the specific movies that you want. So again, that's patreon.com slash Film Alchemist Pod, if you would be so kind, head on over there, support the show. It means the world to us for those of you who do. Thank you for those of you who are about to, as well, the YouTube Film Alchemist, if you want to see our faces, uh, the email filmalchemistpod at gmail.com, uh, g- gmail. if you want to get a hold of us. We're on all the socials you're on. Two things you can do to help the show that are uh, free and easy, right? You can send an episode to a friend. Share on your socials, right? That kind of stuff. Directly connect with one of your movie-loving friends and be like, I got something for you. You're going to love it. And then they'll shower you with gifts probably for the rest of your days, right? That'll mm-hmm. happen. Yeah. That happens. Also, five-star ratings and reviews. Five-star sentence or two why you like the show. Wherever and everywhere you find the show. All right. Man, it's hard being rich white guys uh, this week. Before we <laughs> get we to that, though. Today. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we we thought of this curation. We thought this be really fun, right? So the Oscars were two months ago now, right? We thought of this during the Oscars because it was such a fun year for the Academy Awards. I feel like the party I was at, normally every year movies are winning and you're like, ugh. Yeah. Ugh, right? Mm-hmm. This year, the room I was in, we were cheering out loud yeah. as they were announcing the winners. First year, I've right? been like really we were... excited about people who were winning. Right. Even Jamie Lee Curtis, who was not even the best supporting actress from the movie that she won for. Yeah. Should it should have been Stephanie, neither here nor there. Agreed. She is a an actress who has been amazing for decades, right? Has yeah. been awesome. So like her and Angela Bassett felt like they could have been the like lifetime achievement award. Yeah. So they went with Jamie Lee Curtis. So Jamie Lee Curtis that, was like a cumulative Oscar almost. Yeah, even that it was fun to see her win an Oscar, right? She's she was just, so uh, grateful. A she was so wonderful about love. it. Yeah. Right, so that was great. Brendan Fraser, right? Uh, so we saw all these actors we love just winning awards and people cheering, right? And everything ever all at once is legitimately, I was going through easily top handful of the best movies to ever win Best Picture. Yeah, totally. It was an uproarious year. But we thought about, there's this really cool narrative this year about a lot of the people who have been, who won the Oscars this year having their shot long ago. Or being people that were kind of discarded from Hollywood. Like, they never, ever would have been on that stage, right? Yeah. The journey from Temple of Doom to Oscar. The journey of Halloween to Oscar. Uh, Brendan Fraser obviously went through a, a pretty horrific deal. We all know that. Yeah. Um, Michelle Yeoh even, right? She was there with Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Mm-hmm. If you couldn't make a wave that year, how likely did it seem that that was going to come back around for Michelle Yeoh? Right, right. Um, and watching them win was just this glorious, like, keep going, stick to it. So we thought it'd be fun to honor uh, one of my favorite classes of actor winners from an Academy Award. Yeah. So this year, this month, just this May, in fact, 
we're doing early films of all of the uh, actors nominated, right? Yeah. So today we're starting with Brendan Fraser, who just, I know the whale's divisive and a lot of people were pissed about whatever, how it deals with well, I, yeah, morbid like, obesity, That's That's right? not what, yeah, like, that's right. not what we... Take all that shit aside, right? Yeah. If you're mad about the movie for how it portrays overweight people, um, take that out, right? It's too... Pretty overweight guys. I was not bothered at all. I think I could speak yeah. for Alex too. <laughs> I I was I sat in the theater uncomfortably. I, I yeah. saw that at like a PGA screening in uh there's a theater down like near the arc light, yeah. which has very comfortable seats. And I watched it in the most uncomfortable seating arrangement I've ever been in in a theater. Yeah. And I was I like afterwards I told Andrea I was like I'm a little embarrassed, but like I felt really fat in those seats and uncomfortable. Like I was sitting there just like oh. quietly judging myself the entire time. Before I started trying to lose some weight, right? Yeah. And again, this is not a lose weight thing. It's because I was having trouble playing with my kids because yeah. I got to that like 300 pound level, right? And you start hitting 300 pounds, same thing. It's like, wow, I don't really fit in airplanes that well, right? This, yeah. that, whatever. We're not here to do like a, a weight loss. No, no, no. But I think if you if you strip away the people who are just mad about how it shows obesity, right? Yeah. A level of obesity that most people will never experience. Mm -hmm. That's my last one. Neither here nor there. Take that out. Right? If you take all the, like, divisive cultural shit away, what is impossible to deny is that Brennan Fraser is not playing Charlie as a joke. No. He's playing Charlie as an absolutely empathetic, capable person who just was overwhelmed by their trauma. Yeah. Right. Like just could not escape this like loss of love. And, uh, you know, he gave him so much empathy. He wasn't playing him as some kind of like Monty Python. It's only Waffer thin. He wasn't. doing. Yeah, anything. exactly. And it's Brendan Fraser's great gift that we kind of lost through like the mummy a little bit. Cause I was like big action movies. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when we were young, it was like Encino Man was like a great movie. We all loved Encino Man. Right. Um, so that journey between today's movie school ties. Yes. And the whale. Brendan Fraser is such a fucking empathy machine. Yeah. And this one's kind of fun because it's kind of the exact perfect bookends of, of what he does well. Agreed. Because this is young Brendan Fraser uh, who's like full of that youthful energy. Yeah. Like, I have vulnerabilities and I will fucking fight to protect them. Right? Whereas Charlie in the whale is kind of this, I have these these weaknesses and empathy and whatever, but I want to express to you how okay you are. Yeah. Right? So there's like this inward and outward rage dynamic of those two characters. But School Ties is, man, it's kind of this waiting room for megastardom of the 90s, right? Like there are several yeah. actors in here that go on to be massive it's fucking the, actors in the, the 90s. The cast is crazy stacked. Like yeah. it's You got Damon Affleck. You got Chris O'Donnell who goes on to like a huge 90s. You got Brendan Fraser. Yep. Uh, what is his name? And Fucking Cole Hauser is now on Yellowstone, right? That's like our parents' House, like uh, pornography yeah. now. Cole Hauser, Anthony Rapp. Uh, uh, oh, Tom Downey, our friend Tom Downey. He's yeah, yeah, our boy Tom Downey, dude. We TD. used to work with him. And uh, super young, insanely handsome Tom Downey yeah, repping the school ties. Shout out Tom Downey. It was. It's. I, I always forget he's in this. Like, I... I love this movie, to be honest with you. Like, yeah. I, I've watched this just, like, on my own a lot of the time. And what's funny is, because it's one of those things that just always, it's one of those movies that was just always, it's always on. Like, it was always on HBO. So I was just, like, whenever I flipped through and watched HBO, I was like, oh, School Ties is on. 
have never seen the very beginning of this movie ever. It's another one of those like I've never seen yeah. the absolute very dead beginning. It's strange because I had never seen it. I'd always heard about it. I never saw it. But it's it's funny to me because it's such a proto dead poet society. Oh, absolutely. I don't think this movie on like an art level comes anywhere close to achieving what dead poet did. No, and I mean but it's also not you're like that movie fucking walks so dead poet could run. Like, beat for beat, like, the kid getting broken, the fucking with the teacher's car, like, or that's scent of a woman, I guess. But there's all these, like, fucking, these kind of, like, rich, masturbatory school movies, right? Yeah. Like, you don't know how hot it is to be super rich and your parents want stuff from you. And then the last scene of the movie is just Matt Damon, like, you know I'll be fine, right? And I'm like, yeah, because you're fucking rich white kid. You'll be be fine. Kind of completely unraveling all of the fucking nonsense of the movie. Um, But it is just this great Brendan Fraser performance, right? Like, he is kind of leaps and bounds above his peers in this movie. Yeah. So he, like, (laughs) and again, like, basically, like, once he gets to the school, all of the adults quietly try to, like, like twice all like the adult like the football coach like hey do you have any dietary restrictions and i'm like that's a nice thing to ask and i'm like wait a second never mind i know what he's asking (laughs) also uh hide that star david please trust there's like you're gonna keep being these like undercurrents from the adults be like hey don't tell anyone you're jewish by the way that'd be really awkward and you know and again he specifically says the coach says he's like they're not like us they're not working class yeah they're not working class like there are things that they will act differently towards it's pretty incredible like (laughs) again you have to just like take it in stride because it is a different time so like the oddity of everyone like when they find out that david like is there like like besides being there for football scholarship part of the deal is he has to also um Work in the mess hall. He's like, gotta one work of the, his way through school. Yeah. yeah. Like, whatever. Work. Like, we it's all fine. did. Like, again, <laughs> you and I sit here and we're like, why would you not have a job? Like, that makes total sense. And, like, yeah. the rest of them are like, oh my, God, oh my God. Yeah. I need to go into Best Buy money. You know what I mean? Like, that had to happen. Like, um, the first time they see him with the little, like, Aaron Boy jacket on, ready to, like, serve everybody juice and stuff in the cafeteria, they're like, what's going on? What are they yeah. Doing? It's, like, guys, it's such fucking cunts all of them i I, I have a real like anti-rich people people thing but this is like the worst group of rich people ever but the thing that is undeniable undeniable see i'm a fucking idiot (laughs) on many accords i'm proving that i i just have a small brain uh brennan fraser's empathy like really young as an actor he's learned to tap into this and this is not the encino man tarzan mummy brennan fraser of my childhood this is a completely different thing that scene when he's just kind of talking to his dad and his dad's like, you know, you'll get this is a fucking chance, son, that yeah. you'll never have. Right. Presidents had this same chance. And now you get it because you're so good at something. And when they're even at the bus and he's like, I got to go, dad. And he's already wow. like, what a like shot, trying to man. hold it in. He's got I was like, he was already a fucking yeah, there's was like five shots like, of him just like staring at someone. And just yeah. like sucking us into the infinity this pool is, of his eyeball. This is the thing I like about when I've when you get to watch movies like this from the very beginning, because again, I've like the opener is something I've never seen in this movie, but that scene particularly when he gets on the bus, like I've seen the, uh, I've seen the like fight, the greaser fight, the biker scene, you know, like that, that one I've seen, I've never seen that bus station moment. And that was, I was like, how did we not just like, know right then and there 
your sister's got to come in, but she's got to wash her hands. Oh, dude. <laughs> what a line. These, like, I also love, okay. But here's the other part where the, like, the anti-Semitism thing starts, like, immediately. And that's a, I think that's the part is, like, I was like, this is really laying it on thick, like, early on. But he's like, huh, I don't like that guy. You know, his people killed Jesus. And the other, the other, uh, other greasers, like, why, why do you hang out? And he goes, I don't know. I didn't know Jesus. I'm like. Might be the best response yeah. anyone has in the entire movie to anti-Semitism. It's like, why the fuck do you care? Who cares? He's like, I don't like the guy who killed my lord and savior. I'm like, really, biker guy? This is a this is a this is a sticking point for you, huh? Yeah. Your We're sister's gonna, running around just handing your out. Your sister's running around just handing everyone, but like, yeah, your lord and savior. Are you projecting? Are you projecting now? Because you're not getting any hand jobs. Um, <laughs> but it is right. It's we're watching this tough guy character. But we see him that scene particularly when he has to try to hide his star of David. Yeah. We see this real moment, right? Because as he's like kind of meeting the guys, there's this omnipresent kind of anything that's not like rich white getting attacked. Yeah. Well, it right? starts like, with this. If it's effeminate, if it's the fucking douchiest teacher ever, Mr. Clearly running in and yeah. talking about, you know, how he won't allow black music. Yeah. Right. Or talking about how they got the record, right? There's this kind of omnipresent assault in otherness. Yeah. Right? If you're outside Very of this so. kind of fucking white homogeny. Well, it's like, it's that plus his, basically he's brought, it's his senior year. Like, this is like, the hook is that he's brought in his senior year to pl to play quarterback for this football team. Yeah. And like, the Matt whole Damon's point is Madden score is way too low. Yeah, Matt Damon, who clearly was never going to be quarterback anyways because he's just a full-blown twink at that point. Like, this is like courage under fire-sized uh, Matt Damon. Um, like, there's just no way he was ever going to do it. So he's like, brought in a ringer, huh? It's like, yeah, dude, he's like four feet taller than you and definitely can throw the football. Just relax. Yeah. And But that's like the beginning. That's like that superficial high school thing. And then – between, yeah, like the teacher who clearly only listens to classical or whatever and hates black people. And then. And like likes uh, to debate in French recreationally. Yeah, recreationally debates in French. And then, yeah, the like. Like the phrase. like And they, again, the way the movie shot's really interesting because they know David can't react when they're. When he hears like weirdly like anti Semitic remarks. Mm -hmm. So, like. When they're talking about how he got the hi-fi. Because they're listening to this um, Smokey Robinson record, I think it is. When they talk about how he got the hi-fi, he's like, yeah, I Jewed the guy down. Like, there's this, he's like a really quick shot of Brendan Fraser just like, like just noticing that and holding on him. And like, that's like sort of this little superpower the movie has is constantly giving Brendan Fraser like the room to do that thing with his face that like no other actor can do. Which is just like B. Brendan Fraser. I, I don't know what that is. Like Got it's incredible it. though. He he just has this like empathy magnet. Right? So yeah, as they're talking about all this stuff, right? Getting the record and whatever, he constantly is hearing. So we see our guy who's like willing to throw it down because anyone who insults his honor, he's gonna fucking knuckle yeah. up with them, right? Totally. And what's really funny is it kind of gets to this because yeah, it is kind of it looks almost like made for TV at times. Like it's not a beautifully shot film. Yeah. But they know where to drop the camera. Mm -hmm. Right? And so, yeah, they'll just drop it on. Here's someone saying something racist, right? Yeah. 
You just drop on Brendan Fraser. And what we're doing is we're watching this fucking strong young man cave. Yeah. We're watching him hurt himself, right? Not say anything because now he can be one of them. This is so it's what are you willing to give up to become one of them? Right. And there's kind of this insidious nature of watching him be so strong that he just keeps taking it. Mm-hmm. And when he puts that fucking star of David away, it's a direct admission that he is willing to give up himself to get to be one of them. Right. To go to Harvard, to presumably do whatever the fuck. Right. Right. Be wealthy, not have the life his dad had, whatever. And so just that in and of itself is an interesting and, and dramatic place to start a film. Yeah. You just watch this guy at every corner just kind of watching and he knows he's not a part of it. Yeah. Right. And so the movie's journey is kind of him slipping further into, you know, like Matt Damon says, right. I admire you because you just are who you are. I'm a Dylan. So like, it's hard for me. Yeah. Not really by the end of the it's movie. It's really not, but you know, you know. sure. Like literally nothing you do Again, matters. Like, You'll just be a rich prick. And, but there's just watching this him li- start to think that I can just be me, yeah, and earn things on the footing with these other fucking rich white kids mm-hmm. will be fine. And the more comfortable he gets, that's where that fucking monster rises. Yeah, up. I I think the this is like the like and again I I like this movie, but this is also like I didn't the, know this was like a tale of racism. Oh, I thought yeah. this was like a football hijinks prep school movie, so I was kind of caught off guard. So the the what I like about this this is the thing I think the movie like shoots for and misses a lot of the time is um, comparatively <laughs> they try to make it seem like oh like legacy these kids who are essentially like legacies that have to live up to oh. Four generations of my family have gone to Princeton or Harvard or whatever. There is this like undercurrent that is like, oh, it's really hard to live up to your parents' potential or the potential that's expected of you. I'm like, never is going to go for me. Like, there's always this like undercurrent that they try to say is like, oh, see, all these kids have some form of oppression or pressure that they can't handle. Like, yeah, it's not going to work. Like, there is a. There's a world of difference between not getting into yeah. Harvard and being horribly anti-Semitic. Like, there's just that's not that is a different the the racism aside, right? The 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 pressure of having overbearing rich, rich people parents, parents, right? Famous <laughs> parents, right? Anything yeah. like that. Like, imagine how hard it's gonna be to be Ted Cruz's daughters. Sure. Like, I can because... totally get how that shit is brutal and sucks. The difference in this movie is when you're in a, an environment that's all Ted Cruz's daughters, it's a little easier, right? You know, but like, I do feel bad. Like if your dad or your, your mom or whoever, they're these rich, famous people that have done so much and you're in the shadow and yeah, you're trying to get into an Ivy league. Sure. Sure. So you have to fucking have these grades in these stupid ass, overly hard for no reason classes. Mm hmm. Right. I understand the pressure of that. Right. I can totally get that. Your parents have been. I, I understand you are less the pressure. than your whole life. Like I, when the kid breaks in French class. Yeah. He's just like a nice, happy kid who just wants to be a kid. Uh huh. But that is kind of the burden of the these rich waspy yeah. people, I guess, I, is that I'm not saying they have to 
be achieving on right. a level that I'm not saying that there isn't we never did I guess the story I'm not saying that like there's a story element that doesn't work like because like that that works in Dead Poet Society it's like literally the core emotional value of the movie is like these kids need to also be kids like these kids need to enjoy life and that's what yeah you know, takes Robert Sean Leonard to uh, such extremes in Dead Poets Society. The difference right. we here had to work is... hard, but we didn't have like the highest target. You know sure. what I mean? My, like my parents wanted me to go to college. That was like pretty yeah. much the long and short. My parents were like, "Just get into a school. Yeah, get into college and, and have don't... a job." Yeah, and I was like, "I can do that." Yeah, like it was like, look. Go to college. You'll probably need to get a job, but go to college. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah cool. No problem. Just get, like, B's and C's mostly so you can make it into a state school. All right. So, like, there wasn't a ton of pressure on me in no. that regard. But like, like, someone like Brendan Fraser, though, you do have to work, like, ten times harder. As we see again, that the last shot of the movie fucking kills me because they just unravel all this. Yeah. They're like, Brendan Fraser doesn't have to work as hard because he plays football. But you're like, really? He has to work, like, 50 times harder. Totally. And so it is this weird, it's just like a jumbled, like, what the fuck are you trying to say? Well, the end is like, also, yeah, like, so the problem, well, <laughs> we'll just jump here real quick. The end is this, <laughs> it is like this sad nihilistic moment where you're just where you're literally like, all right, well, let's put this unpleasantness behind us. And he's like, uh, no, <laughs> actually, what we're going to do is you're going to get me into Harvard and I'll win you a fucking state, I'll win you a championship. I already beat your like rival weird school of other white kids who can't play football properly. I'm going to go to Harvard and you're going to fuck right football off back then, dude. What's that? It was an ugly, sad game back then. Yeah. Like, you know, he was, uh, yeah, man, the football scenes in this are, that's the made for TV movie moments. Like, I don't know about you, but I was just like, this is horrifying. Like we've just had plenty of like good sports movies enough where you're just like, this yeah, football the sports is very in bad. this movie. This is among the lowest. Um, <laughs> But it gives us one of the best shots of the movie. Uh, there is this budding yeah. friendship between Dylan, who's the most popular kid. His parents are the richest, the big cocks on yeah. campus, whatever. And David, right, who's the new quarterback, who's taking Dylan's place. Dylan's older brother, Gray. Like, that's just like such a fucking rich person name. Yeah, Gray. You're so you rich, could, you can name you're your so kid. You're so rich, you can just like name your kid a color slot. and be done with it. Yeah, You're like concrete to me, Gray. Um <laughs> Just fucking gross. You're like a rhino's ass. Uh, neither here nor there. Impenetrable unless it's mating season. Um, but yeah, so they have this budding thing, right? David makes the insane air of like, I'm going to take his girlfriend. Yeah. Right? Like, you know that she doesn't love him. Their parents he does are make some missteps. David knows that Dylan and her are connected before he shows up, right? Yeah, yeah. And she has autonomy to do what she wants. But I'm just saying, if you're playing that I'm afraid to get outed and don't want to blow my shot, don't Maybe. take your dude's girl. Yeah. Like, you I can will just say, try to date any other girl. Like, the football thing is not his fault, but, like, there are other actionable items in his, like, things I do at St. Matthew's list that I'm like, dude, come on. Like, well, if you want to you play football and lay this, low, though. this is yeah. a way to do it. He's not laying low at all. No. Right? Because that's not who he is on the inside. His inner self just is continuing to be there. He can't suppress yeah. it as much as he thinks he should. 
But the scene when they're playing St. Luke's versus St. Matt, whatever the it's fucking the, school they are. The ones, it's the um, team that they brought him in to beat. Right. They're having their big rivalry game. Dylan's yep. brother is getting in the Hall of Fame, and he's like, you know, hey, let me get a play. He fucking fumbles. Coach chews him out. Yeah. Next time he's like, Dylan, I can't, dude. We're gonna, I'm going to do this, and you're going to block for me. That's what coach wants. Yeah. Dylan's running, and he's running, like, sideways and not into the block. And just – Matt – or fucking David chucks him into a block. Yeah. Runs it in, is lifted on high, and Dylan is laying there on the grass looking up. Awesome. At this guy who is beating him. Yeah. And that shot to me is everything. Because the next thing we see is his fucking ritzy-ass country club life. Mm-hmm. And for one moment, maybe the first moment in his life, Dylan felt what it's like to be trampled by someone. Yeah. So someone's going to, I'm going to use you to get where I want. And he can't fucking stand it. Yeah. And his dad's trying to gas him up, and he knows he's not good at football, right? Yeah. He goes outside, and David has definitely taken his girl. Oh, yeah. And he fucking snaps, because this kid in his life has never had his fucking dick knocked into the dirt. No. And just said, this is how life is. Like, when we were all kids... I know every Midwestern kid had that your dad would take you outside and just whip baseballs at you really hard. Yeah. And you're like, don't be afraid of the ball. Right? Or like, you it's know, true. they'd take the football and be like, try to tackle me. And your dad would even just like, my bulldoze da- Even you. my dad, who's like pretty non-confrontational, literally like took me outside and he's like, you got to catch the ball, man. Like, yeah. it was not a thing. Oh, yeah, dude. We'd get ass whippings. You know, we'd have to like, oh, it's Saturday. You want to play with your friends? Well, I worked all week in the factory and we're landscaping. It's like, fuck. Yeah. And it was like, that was just it. My dad there were and my chores. parents, my d- we my were parents Midwestern were, were people, right? They yeah. taught you, you got to work hard and life's going to kick you in the dick yeah. and no one's going to appreciate you, but you just try to work hard enough to overcome that. Yeah. Great, man. And so something like this, I would have been like, well, that sucked. I got stepped on in football. Oh, my girlfriend went for the definitely better version of me. Yeah, all right. I'll go see if uh, there's a sad waitress smoking by the dumpster, right? Like that's how my Midwestern brain would process this. But not Dylan. Dylan has never had it fucking rubbed on him before. Right. He's had this cocooned life of wealth and Never name. had his nose rubbed in it, not once. Yeah, his ideal version, and this is kind of a sad save. You're like, Damon slash Dylan, his ideal version of this year was just that he's the quarterback, the team gets blown out for the fifth year in a row. Yeah. And he just gets to limp forward. He, he, somehow his parents make this girl marry him who doesn't clearly enjoy him that much. Right. That's the life he's fighting for in this movie. But yeah. it really what it is is he just doesn't want to have that feeling that David always has. Is is Damon's girl by the way, like sorry, this is an aside. I am listening, but this is a weird aside. Um <laughs> is Damon's girl the girl from Crybaby? Fuck, I haven't seen Crybaby since college. I I can never remember. You're much better at that. This actor was in all of these things than I am. I know, and I can't remember who it is, but either way. But yes. yes. I agree with all your things. So it is interesting, right? He just for one moment experiences life outside of the fucking prep school. This college size school, like even my son, Hunter, who's in second grade, he goes, he's going to college? And I was like, no, that's a high school. He's like, really? And I was like, I I just kind of laughed. I was like, I can't even believe my kid can make that distinction. Even my kid knows, oh, that's some rich shit, right? <laughs> like, yeah, well, I mean, like he's even, got his, his blinkers up. Yeah, well, um, even Dave, David, when they drive into the campus, he's like, this is a high school? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly right. And uh, But this leads us to our, like, turning point of the movie. 
which is Matt Damon's going to get real anti-Semitic in the show. It's all been heading towards this. Like, we are like, it's like a, it is a bullet train towards this moment. There's absolutely nothing. Matt Damon has been trying to figure out how to undercut David. Yeah. He just couldn't do it because David was just better than him. David's ingratiated himself to everybody because he's just a cool dude. He's a nice guy. Uh, he's the one who like sort of because like basically yeah the kid uh, the French kid goes nuts and mm-hmm. he like assaults the teacher which is awesome like no yeah, one would dream to do te- it you did this oh and fucking then, great scene dude it's a great scene and then so he like they put his car running they put inside his, of his car room. running inside his room which is awesome but that's what I mean he's like part of them he's yeah, one of he's them one there's of them. nothing Dylan can do in that sinister fucking Matt Damon smile. When he's like, well, we wouldn't stoop so low as to, low as to buy a Jewish player for our team. And, and like, Damon's <gasps> like, what? And then when he hears it, he turns and he fucking smiles. Jesus we see Christ Brennan Fraser uh, kiss the girl and we're like, oh, shit. Yeah, he know. It's like, but in the uh, shower, he does this like long fucking Jewish joke, right? Long, really bad joke. Then he starts. The it, it kind of is this bad joke, right? But then when David confronts him, it just turns into this like high-pitched childish voice cracking scream yeah i can't take it ah, wow. and it's it's so fucked up but then there's this devastating break yeah as you start watching all of these characters that we've kind of come to like right this kind of motley crew of a football team yeah it's reverse remember the titans right remember the titans is like look at all this racism but football will overcome right now, now it's we're like, bonded this is the look at all this like, football yeah. Broken apart by racism. Now racism, right? <laughs> Ra- so racism is stronger than football in some movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you just watch them slowly start to turn on him, right? Uh, like when Cole Hauser's character gets accused of, accused of cheating. Mm-hmm. She claims he didn't do and you know, well, that's David's like- just trying to give him like a hand on the shoulder. He stands up and is like ready to fucking chest to yeah. chest him. Well, there's like the cheating thing. So, so somebody is... A crib notes are found by the teacher. No, 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 not this. I'm saying when Cole Hauser's accused the first time. Oh, oh, right. Yeah, he's okay. like, and he just is about to fucking smack Brennan Fraser for just giving him like, it's okay, man. Yeah. Right. You watch all these people turn on him. You watch, uh, they fucking have the balls to put a swastika in his room. Oh yeah. Right. And, and that he fucking like calls scene, him out yeah, too. 1030 at night and he's in the rain. Coward! Dude, there's something about. I love full empathy, like exposed, vulnerable Brendan Fraser. But there's something about pairing that with a, I'm going to fucking kick your teeth down your throat. I mean, it's that perfect, it's right? Awesome. It's, that, he's, it's that. He's just so good. Sour Patch Kid thing, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's totally. He's so fucking righteous in this movie. But the one that is really like the gut-wrenching moment is when he goes to swim practice and he's talking to his girlfriend. Right. That scene is Ugh. so fucking devastating because we've been doing a lot of fucking around right him skipping rosh hashanah and trying to go late he's always got these little tit for tats right ah it's funny when the kid says that means they had cocks and i have a wee wee ah yeah we're doing football in high school the racism kind of hits and you're like all right it is what it is it's kind of cartoonish right it's not it's not taken it's played almost very melodramatically right the moment when he has to look into the eyes of the girl that he loves and who just loved him. Yeah. Doesn't it's still very him. recently. Who gives a shit. It's the exact I think same that person. scene is a Cause that scene to me really illustrates the absurdity of kind of hateful racist thought. Yeah. But also just having to like 
put it in these really small human context, right? Yeah. Where it's just, it's so fucking hard to watch this scene. But I think it's really important, man. Like, when my kid was watching it, we had, like, a nice talk. I'm like, this is what's going on, because he was confused. Right. And I was like, yeah, it's pretty fucking insane, it's, right? It's, it's, it's very weird to watch. Because you just put it in a one-on-one and have to mm-hmm. look at a guy, Brendan Fraser, right, and see this great fucking vulnerability that he presents on screen and say hateful things to that man. Yeah. It's it's a beautiful scene. It's a well-crafted it scene. Uh, what are you thinking as this is going down? I mean, for me, it is one of those, like, the turn in this movie is really where, like, to this point, you've just seen a lot of, like, really weird, like, again, this, it's not subtle by any stretch, but, like, the anti-Semitism. is not, like, a, a key feature of this film. No, not at all. Uh, but the anti-Semitism that's throughout this movie is, like, it's what you would expect from like a group of insulated white kids who live in it's, a high school. But like even that, this. it's that, it's that, like me and you just grew up entrenched in this, and I think that hey, hopefully our kids will not as much. But I also like not even we, like your parents or whoever, but like right, when no, no, we no. were young, my there parents was so were... much casual racism. Yeah, every and we grew up in like rural Indiana. Well, my parents like, also just like casually, were... you would hear so much well, shit it's watching this scene and watching her and her friends are saying horrible things to her about how hard it must be to kiss a Jewish boy. Her mom's calling her crying. Your grandma would roll over in her grave. Right. And instead of having that moment of fuck, I know this is wrong. She knows that she's wrong. She knows knows her mom is wrong. Totally. She knows her friends are wrong. And he kind of smiles. Right. Because he thinks it's cool, right? And he's like, I'm still the same guy. She's like, I know. And he walks up, and she's like, Ugh! yeah, Like, repulsed, right? And is like, hey, this cannot happen. And you just watch this person who has the information now to make a better choice. Claims that they would have had they just known up front. Still fucking fail. Right. Still make the wrong fucking choice. Right. And the movie, while never subtle, right? Not... <laughs> wildly like artful or introspection and how it it's a very blunt force instrument that hey this kind of bigotry is pretty omnipresent even and especially in people who should have everything who should have nothing to be mad about it's still right there right at the start of the movies the headmaster saying we need a ruling class and i'm like red flag already red flag not a great place to be we should not be here (laughs) yeah who has empathy and service and you're like all right, I wish you wouldn't yeah, have said that master kinda, class. Yeah, should have started it rather than the thing, right? weird yeah. neo-Nazi You're telling thing, on yourself, sure. headmaster. You're telling on yourself. Um, Are you at Nuremberg, sir? What's going on? Yeah, <laughs> you're like, you need to bring it down a notch. But then yeah. you just see these people who, you're in the country club anyways. You're already rich and white. If your daughter married a, a Jewish person, that would be like such a fucking thing. Yeah. That like with all the fucking great gifts of your life, that would be a problem. And so the movie, yeah, again, while very blunt force, it gets its opinion away. And not blunt force like American History X. This does it through, like, true blue yeah. empathy. Making people say things to Brennan Fraser's beautiful eyes. His beautiful How fucking misty eyes. Good God. Yeah. I, that I just, must have taken more than but one But I take. think that's the, the benefit of the movie, man. Yeah. It and is. then we well, kind of do this 12 angry white men finale yeah, so, so yeah so like somebody cheats on the history final we all know it's matt damon um but basically matt, matt damon, damon yeah 
Matt Damon suckers Brendan Fraser, like basically baits Brendan Fraser into. Well, Brendan Fraser him. tried to do the honorable thing dishonorably. Yeah. He should have just. The guy who's been trying to ruin your life and being a huge like anti-Semitic piece of you've got shit. All the, you've got all the cards. He should have gone immediately to the teacher and said, hey, caught this dude cheating. Yeah. Wasn't me. Whatever. Right? Because Matt Damon's playing grab ass and he drops the paper. The teacher's got it. They have to sign these honor codes, which is fucking strange. Teacher's I like, think that's I a pretty... Ignored. You I believe me it, my honor. I believe in private schools like that. That is a thing. Yeah, that's rich person shit. That's rich honor person among shit that thieves. We've never I've heard done. that's a big thing. Yeah, never. Yeah, thieves. I've never had a. Uh, I've never had an honor code. Seriously though, how fucking dare they? Yeah, come on. How fucking dare you again, sit atop your Wall Street fucking criminal empire? Again, if you think about the headmasters, yeah. we need a rolling. I was like, hello. Have you been to Nuremberg? Hello. Are you here? Hello? <laughs> is that what you're doing here? Whatever the fuck his problem is, right? But. David gives him a chance to speak up. He doesn't. Then David goes to him and says, hey, man, who's shown me nothing but that he's a childish piece of shit. I know it was you. I'm going to ask you to do the right thing again. Why? Why? And so then he confronts him, and Matt Damon's like, this is hard for me. Uh, I should have been honorable. David did it! And you're like, you little squirmy piece of shit. And then the problem is, is he gets up and he gives, like, it's the Brendan Fraser, like, it's the delivery for me because I've seen, I've heard Brendan Fraser do this in like comedy movies. Like, you're a liar. I caught him cheating. Like, dude, come on, don't. But bait he set like himself that. up like a rookie. Totally, bitch. Brendan Fraser totally rook. is from Scranton, PA, dude. He's seen. He knows. He's seen swindlers. He's beat whites down pretty easily. Like, so it's he important. should know what the fuck he's walking into. But he does. <laughs> if you're gonna it anyways, beat down. Right? If you're gonna beat down these biker whites, you can definitely take down some prep <laughs> schools. He, I don't know why he gave him that moment. He fucking knows. He knows that this is how he knows it's gonna what he's go. going to do. Yeah, I agree. And so they're it's like, we're going to do 12 angry young white men, right? Gonna, yeah. They get around and start debating, right? They're going to debate and debate and debate. Cole Hauser with the line of the movie. <laughs> it's like, you're like, because, uh, yeah, so they start debating and basically like all anyone can come up with is like, well, you know, David Green's Jewish. So obviously he did. It's like, I don't know what that has to do with anything at the moment. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> finally, Cole House is like, all right, fine. Like, he like, it's like this, oh, wow, he's really manly. I guess, fine, I admit it. I'm an anti-Semite. And I'm like, no fucking no shit, shit, dude. Yeah. We're, we're sitting in the fucking room with him. Like, it's not that, it's not some huge, shocking yeah. revelation. Like, it's like, oh, wow, you safely admitted that to all the other whites in this room. Good job. I mean, I guess it's a growth moment because he's, because Affleck's <laughs> like, shut up. And then immediately goes back to being anti-Semitic. Yeah, yeah. Um, kind of all of them do, right? Except, Except for, for Anthony O'Donnell, Rapp. Who's Anthony like Rapp with... really commits to being yeah. an anti-Semite. He knows. Right. But they, they all do this like they've seen him as a good guy, so they're trying to justify and change. Essentially, they're going to make do with this secret ballot, right? Yeah. So much anti-Semitism. So much it can't be Dylan. He's one of us. Yeah. One guy even says, why would Dylan cheat? He's a Dylan. Which is a yeah. great fucking kind of moment in that that deliberation. Yeah. Well, that's pretty much the microcosm of that entire right. school. So they want to do a secret ballot, and you're like, perhaps Dylan got every vote but three, right? Yeah. So, like, he landslide is going to beat David Green. Right. And Brendan Fraser comes in, and there's that scene before where he's just, like, staring holes into Matt Damon who can't meet his gaze. Yeah. And then they say, we think David Green did it, right? And instead of just being like, 
fuck you. I'm not going to the headmaster. We can fucking fight this thing out. I can make them take another test right now. I can bring all you anti-Semitic pieces of shit with me. Yeah. He just says, I'll honor your traditions. I'll go to the headmaster and I'll fucking lie. Yeah. And it's a pretty powerful, if not stupid, moment in the movie. Because <laughs> well, I was like, why? But there is this thing where it's like, we want David to be strong and who he is. Well, the reason now David's they... like, I'm going to concede and lie. And because of that, the priest is like, you represent everything this school is built on. I was like, wait, what? Well, the reason to the, the disconnect, it's all leading up to this, like, confused, like, confused. like Dr. Evil chair swivel reveal of uh, Rip. The Actually, other guy. you didn't cheat, David. <laughs> Actually, he's practicing for his job 10 years from now. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's practicing got that for his... down. He's practicing for his uh, white collar crime swivel in the courtroom. Take 10 a years seat, Mister Smith. <laughs> Funny you should say that, David. It's your friend Rip. You did not cheat. And like the ad- admission, he's like, "Look, man, he was my roommate for three years. He's a piece of shit, and I know it." I'm like, "Cool, thanks." But bud. also, that guy let it slide a bunch, right? We're watching a him lot. watch the deliberations, trying to figure out when he's going to step up. Yeah, exactly. And it seems like he's not. So he kind of apologized, like, my bad, dude. It's like, well, fuck you. Well, fuck you very much for this little too late, weekend. but sure, yeah. whatever. Thanks, Rip. Uh, Another so Rip gets out of great there. White, white people name. Rip Gray. Right. But it is. It's just this, like, so he, you are what this school needs, right? All right, cool. Yeah. He went through hell. So essentially, he leaves the office, right? He tells the headmaster to suck his dick. He goes down. He tells Matt Damon to suck his dick, even though Matt Damon's like, I'm going to be great in life. Like, my life's you know, going mean, to be great. You know, I'm no going to get into shit. Harvard anyways. Yeah, yeah you're, you're still fucking be a piece failing of upwards, like, right? You did not get the upper hand And he knows here, he's man. going back to a bunch of these other fucking anti-Semitic bastards who yep. are now proven wrong, but will still probably never fully believe he didn't do it. So I think the movie has this falsely optimistic ending, or maybe this is what the movie's telling us, right? Is that when you're dealing with bigotry... Right? There is no fucking defeating There's it. no end to it. It's so just... So if you get one guy like Rip to make a good choice and judge you by your merits, right? And to turn in his roommate to help you out, that that's a moral victory? Right. It's kind of a weird, clouded ending. I'll tell you the real Not, question. I don't even think the movie thinks it's like an obscure ending. I think the real problem I have with it is, Tom Downey, why did you not step up? I know you knew. Dylan that cheated. casting director missed a good one. Tom Downey, why didn't you just throw the line? It's like, I know it did it. I'm with Green. Fuck you I know guys. who done it. I know who done it. Uh, but what what we're really here to time. talk about this episode, yeah, right? Brendan Fraser. Aside is, from all the other fucking things we, we debated. But he's, but like, Brendan the movie, Fraser. I think you said it really good. At the Indianapolis very, born, by the way. Brendan indeed. I think you said it perfectly, though. It was like, there is like a lot of like lifetime moviness to the way the movie shot, the way the movie feels. It reminded way. me of the Ryan White story we watched as kids because that was like a big Indiana yes. story. Yes, wow, good. But pull. that was a made-for-TV yeah, movie, man. I think, and this feels very similar. It's very similar. The only reason it hits like the pedigree is like, look, the performances are fine. Like these are young actors. These are actors that we all see go on to do like incredible things. But Brendan Fraser's performance is so real and so like. Early in his career, too. Early in his career, he just had, and again, I can't say it any other way, he just had the face. Like, whatever this face is that he somehow 
put all the emotions of the world into his face and just accesses those with his eyes every two seconds. That is the superpower in this movie. That's his superpower. He is an exposed nerd. Bar none. He's an exposed nerd. If you're being horrible to him, you see that. You know, if you're being tough with him, you see that returned. Um, He just can look at another actor and he gets a lot out of it. So, again, to bookend this with what he just won the Oscar for, right? Kind of this meek person who has been devastated by trauma, who every day wakes up and is buried further and further in their grief. And the grief becomes this prison more than the body, whatever. Right. The grief becomes the prison. Right. He could escape the body, it seems like, but he doesn't want to. He specifically says, I won't. Um, But even at the end, there is this empathy for others wanting to make sure that he's okay with dying. He wants everyone else to be okay when he's gone. Yeah. To at least remember something good about the world and him at large. right? Right. And that is a role that Brendan Fraser was perfectly made for. To just be this fucking optimistic, empathy, happy feelings kind of a character. Right. This one catches him young. Before the world has jaded him, right? The, I can buy, through my own goodness and character, I can fucking make the world a better place. And he kind of makes you feel like he can in this movie, man. Um, You feel it. You really feel it with Brendan Fraser. That's, I think, the difference. You really... And even Matt Damon, who went on to be a great, great actor... Um, you don't feel it from him. He's kind of just a snotty little shit. Brendan Fraser, you feel the weight of these fucking barbs and this this pain that they're causing him. Um, and he's fucking wonderful, man. It's so glad to see him back. Hopefully, this Oscar leads to a just a uh, a breadth of good and interesting roles and I mean, for him. By the way, he's been on a good run. This is Dude like Patrol, kind of yeah. like this has been like a really nice thing to happen to him, and I hope he just keeps getting these like great roles that he's been getting yeah uh, that that's my hope too i hope all of these oscar winners just like start having awesome projects fall in their lap like he's been the best part of a lot of good things yeah i mean it was just a one like watching him win even with that kind of overly metaphorical speech a lot of like scuba diving knowledge in that speech just watching that man get that honor Right. And watching really, a person who truly is happy because of what this means in their life. It was really something. It was amazing to see him. And he thanked me personally. So that was great. Too. Oh, um, God damn it. I knew you were going to get through this without bringing that it up. It could have been his oldest son, Griffin, who he calls it was Griffey. Definitely his oldest son that he but calls Griffey. It could also be me. He could it also be a huge probably is not you. Do I have I'm it on my honest. phone? And when I'm feeling good about myself, do I listen to it? On repeat, yes, I do. I think we can yes, all agree it's probably not you. I would say 50-50. Puncher's chance. I would say... Probably me. 40 You think 60. he singles out one of his sons over his other children, or that he just loves our podcast? I think... And I'm not even saying email us or tweet about it to, to say who's right. Just let it be a mystery, Brendan. I know. You know. We know. <laughs> honestly i hope he's talking about you absolutely (laughs) dude if we could be best indianapolis friends just meet for brunch in india all the time be the happiest thing that ever happened to me uh and my kids second happiest thing guess my wife third (laughs) happiest thing is my wife then brendan then the kids (laughs) that's nice at least you're prioritizing that's good i like my kids because they're my wife with some of my flavor which is good (laughs) 
no, I'm not. I'm not going to rank the things I love. Brendan Fraser, my wife, and my kids. But there we go. Oliver there Platt. These are the things that mean a lot to me in my life. Uh, that's it for this episode. Uh, this month, the pod goes back. The pod wins an Oscar. The pod makes a comeback. I don't know. The pod makes a comeback. We'll think of a title later. We got yeah. time. We're way we ahead time. in our recording. But uh, I hope you guys enjoyed School Ties revisiting early Brendan movies. Uh, coming up next, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Yes. A movie that oh I fucking God. loved when I fucking saw it. I probably haven't seen it. it since it left theaters. I saw it a couple times in theaters. Yeah. Same. It's been a long time, man. Um, loved that movie. Going back with Michelle Yeoh, just a wonderful actress who so fucking deserved the Academy Award this year. Absolutely dominated that movie. One of the best movies I've seen in my life. So Agreed. I think this is a really fun curation. So we got Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. We got True Lies because we've kind of done some young Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. So like, what's the most fun Jamie Lee Curtis we haven't done? True Lies. And then we're going to end the month with Temple of Doom. So an oh, yeah. awesome array of movies coming your way. If you guys would be so kind, go to patreon.com slash filmalchemistpod. Help us grow this thing with a little bit of support. It means the world to us. Thank you. The YouTube is filmalchemist. The email filmalchemistpod at gmail.com. Yeah. Run all the socials you're on. Get a hold of us. Share an episode with a friend. Leave those ratings and reviews. And more than anything, thanks for hanging out with we us. For the you. Film Alchemist, I'm Josh Griffey. I'm Alex Dandino. Bye! Guys, don't be a bigot. It's not cool. Don't do it. Don't do it. Just don't.